When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's show, Bitcoin holds the 200-week average as Trader says an inflection point is here. And quoting podcaster Jimmy Dore, if you're into freedom and liberty and being able to have autonomy to oppose oligarchies in the establishment, you're going to be interested in Bitcoin because that's what's going to give you the power. Also, Gemini and Genesis filed to dismiss SEC lawsuit against the earned product, as well as the one and only crypto troll Peter Schiff to drop a Bitcoin Ordinals NFT art collection. That's right. You can't make this stuff up, folks. Quitting Max Kaiser, Peter Schiff takes a poop in the punch bowl, hoping people forget he passed them by in Bitcoin at a dollar, ten dollars, a hundred dollars, and a thousand dollars. And all four times I pitched him to buy it. Also, in today's show, Apple and Google are systemic risks to crypto, explains the ex-Coinbase CTO, Balaji. Also in today's show, according to JP Morgan Chase, the Bitcoin price can reach 45000 soon due to the rising gold price. Also in today's show, Bitcoin could erupt 150% this year and shatter the all-time high, according to crypto analysts, Credible Crypto. I'll be breaking this down for you. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this, plus so much more. In today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. And welcome everyone tuning in. This is pod episode number 1294. I'm your host, JV. Happy Saturday, Stack and Sats Day. Today is May 27th, 2023. Checking out the market watch, which you can see here clearly on your screen. We got Bitcoin correcting down about a quarter percent for the day. Trading above 26,700. We have Ether down 0.3%, trading just above 1,800. We have BNB also in the red down three quarters of a percent, trading at $305, while XRP, Doge, Litecoin, Solana, and Polkadot all in the green. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, the current crypto market cap, sitting just above $1.1 trillion with about $20 billion in volume in the past 24 hours, which is pretty low. Bitcoin dominance on the decline at 46.2% and the Ether dominance steady like yesterday at 19.6%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours, Ajix leading the pack of 5%, trading above 31 cents, followed by Neo of 4%, trading above 10 bucks, followed by Hobby token up 3%, trading at $3.25. Below that, we have EOS and Zcash. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week. Well, let's start with the biggest losers. Uh, PulseX down 17%. PLS down 10.8%. And RNDR down 7%. The biggest gainers are pretty modest. Ajax leading the pack of 4.8%. And NEO of 4.2%. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, one of my favorite indicators. We're still stuck in neutral, rated a 48 for today. Today, yesterday was a 49, last week a 48, and last month a 59 in greed. So there you have it. And welcome everyone just tuning in. I appreciate each and every one of your support. Now let's dive into today's Bitcoin technical analysis and check out the chart.
charts in the Bitcoin price action. Bitcoin held its most recent gains at the May 27th as traders called for a change in bearish market sentiment, which you can see here in the Bitcoin one-hour candle chart. Now, data from Cointelegraph Markets Pro and TradingView followed Bitcoin as it entered the weekend at around 26,700. The week's macroeconomic data from the U.S. ended with a surprise as the new PCE index print shows the economy weathering tighter financial conditions much better than expected. Markets then began to price in a June interest rate hike from the Federal Reserve, which should form a headwind for risk assets, but failed to dampen a Bitcoin price rebound. And despite the comeback of the price action, the mood remained overly cautious for some, quoting crypto analyst Mikhail Van de Pop. Retail is so extremely bearish on Bitcoin and crypto, it's almost insane. People are stuck in the 2022 mindset, and popular traders Sku noted Bitcoin's strong reaction to the 200-week moving average, which currently sits near 26,000, with more key trendline challenges now in the making. Quoting him here, price trying to reclaim the 100-day moving average after a nice move up from the 200-week moving average. Price is currently pinned between the four-hour exponential moving averages and the one-day exponential moving averages. Expecting a pretty major move soon. Inflection point is here, in my opinion. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the analyst. Expecting or anticipating a major move, whether that's to the upside or to the downside. And Sku says, Bitcoin Binance open interest price is hovering around the previous breakdown, a majority of the over-leverage, or I should say open interest, which has been cleared out. 12,000 Bitcoin valued at 320 million, a lot less uh, he says, in the market, meaning whichever way the spot moves, probably wouldn't fade it. And Sku is not the only well-known voice calling for the pronounced shift in the Bitcoin price behavior next. We also have analyst Checkmate pretty much repeating the same thing. And fellow trader and analyst Rack Capital stated that additional strength was still needed to flip the trajectory to the bull's favor. Quitting him here, Bitcoin's still in the middle of the red downtrending channel, just consolidating here with the red resistance area above the crucial one to beat its if sentiment is to decisively shift into the short term as outlined here in this chart. And again, let me know if you agree or disagree with the crypto analyst. And quoting uh, Jimmy Dore, he was recently did an interview with Max Kaiser and he says, if you're into freedom and liberty and being able to have autonomy to oppose oligarchies in the establishment, you're going to be interested in Bitcoin because that's what's going to give you the power. Facts. So there you have it. And now let's discuss our next breaking story of the day, and that's Gemini's earn product. They're actually now going after the SEC. They're saying it's unlawful what they were doing to their product. As we all know, now crypto exchange Gemini and bankrupt crypto lender Genesis Global have jointly filed for dismissal of the SEC lawsuit. The lawsuit claims Gemini Earn, which let customers uh, lend crypto assets such as Bitcoin to Genesis, with uh, Gemini taking a fee as high as 4.29%, violated security regulations by offering unregistered securities. The company's legal filings contend that Gemini Earn should not be classified as a security. Genesis argued the transactions were essentially loans and requested the court to dismiss the complaint or, alternatively, strike the SEC's request for a permanent injunction and disgorgement. Furthermore, the allegations stated that Gemini, not Genesis, was responsible for the customer-facing aspects of the EARN program. Gemini, which declared its role as a transfer agent for EARN, criticized the SEC lawsuit as ill-conceived in a blog update addressed to the EARN users. And following the SEC's lawsuit in January, Genesis subsequently filed for bankruptcy, leading to EARN users facing withdrawals, restrictions since mid-November of last year. And in response, Gemini filed a comprehensive claim on Monday, May 26. Second, aiming to recover over one point one billion dollars in assets for two hundred and thirty-two thousand 
earn users. I truly hope these users get these assets returned to them, but you never know. Gemini and Genesis's parent company, the Digital Currency Group, are in mediated negotiations to develop a restructuring and settlement agreement. A preliminary deal from February hasn't been finalized, and earlier this month, DCG dismissed a $630 million loan payment to Genesis. And at the same time, Gemini and other creditors are collaborating on an amended plan for reorganization that can be pursued independently if the mediation process fails. The objective is to ensure the optimal outcome for the earned users, as stated by the exchange in its blog post. Now, in a recent tweet, we have Jack Bogman, founding partner of JF. Be legal, which represents Gemini, said the SEC's case is only making it harder and more complicated to retrieve assets from the Genesis bankruptcy to make earn users whole. It does nothing to speed up the process and unlock assets that need to be returned to the earn users. So, Mr. No Clarity Gary, let's do something about that. Return these funds where they belong to the customers. How many of you were infected by Gemini Earn? Let me know in the comments right down below. I'm hoping they do the right thing, but I have no faith in the SEC because they're not looking out for investors. They're looking out for themselves at the end of the day. It is what it is. Now for the next breaking story. Could you believe this? The infamous Bitcoin troll himself, Peter Schiff, is minting NFT ordinals on the Bitcoin blockchain. Can you believe this? I can't make this stuff up, folks. This is... The, le- the least thing I expected to see this morning and what seems like a parody but isn't economist, gold proponent and vocal crypto skeptic Peter Schiff has unveiled a collaborative non-fungible token art collection on the Bitcoin network that will soon go up for auction. The reaction from the crypto community has been mixed with people generally baffled, amused or welcoming, especially ordinal proponents with some keen to point out the apparent hypocrisy. <laughs> That's right. As UD Worthmeyer points out here, ordinal enjoyers managed to onboard Peter Schiff to Bitcoin in three months, laser eyes seething after failing to get him to join for 10 years. And then some people said, this can't be true. Is it a hack? I am so confused. Yeah, me too. (laughs) For years, Schiff has actively bashed crypto, especially Bitcoin at any chance with his arguments revolving around Bitcoin being a Ponzi scheme with no inherent value. Despite all of that, Schiff unveiled the Golden Triumph NFT collection in a May 27th tweet this morning in collaboration with one of his favorite artists who goes by the synonym market price. This collaboration features the original painting Golding Triumph as well as a series of prints and ordinals inscribed on the Bitcoin blockchain and quoting Peter Schiff right here on crypto Twitter. I am pleased to announce an art project with one of my favorite artists market price. This collaboration features the original painting Golden Triumph as well as a series of prints and ordinals inscribed on the Bitcoin blockchain. And then he says for more information, go here. Now, my favorite response has been Max Kaiser's response. He says, Peter Schiff takes a poop in the punch bowl, hoping people forget he passed on buying Bitcoin at a dollar, $10, $100, and $1,000, all four times in which I pitched him to buy it. That's right. So, I mean, it is what it is. Now, Golden Trump consists of one physical painting on an oil linen canvas depicting a human hand holding a bar of gold, 50 prints on an archival paper depicting the same image, and 50 digital versions inscribed as ordinal NFTs on Bitcoin. The collection will be sold via a two-part auction starting on June 2nd, which is a few days away, and ending on June 9th. And for the ordinals, the highest bidder will receive number one of the collection, with the next 49 highest bidders receiving number 
number two and number 50 in descending order. It appears that Peter Schiff hasn't done a complete turnaround on Bitcoin, but has woken up to a use case for blockchain technology, verifiable ownership of assets such as art via NFTs, and commenting on Schiff's tweet, Twitter user Lone Star Bitcoin asks, so it's valuable to put your gold inscriptions on Bitcoin, but Bitcoin itself is not valuable. And Peter Schiff responded, believe it or not, with correct. And alongside his disdain for crypto, Schiff also criticized NFTs on several occasions in the past. In a blog post from March 2021, Schiff described NFTs as fake assets that offer nothing other than ownership of a digital image that can be replicated endlessly online. But even the owner of the image, you won't be able to control access to it. The file has been copied a thousands of times, so anyone with access to the internet can look at it as much as you, he wrote. So talk about the ultimate hypocrite, Peter Schiff. The infamous Bitcoin troll. Now, the sharp change in sentiment followed in a similar vein to former U.S. President Donald Trump, who also aggressively slammed crypto, especially Bitcoin, on multiple occasions before getting involved with NFTs. In December of 2022, Trump teased a major announcement that supporters thought was politically related before unveiling the Trump digital trading cards collection. So even the biggest Bitcoin trolls and haters, they embrace Bitcoin, at least from the NFT level, like Schiff and Trump. And like I said, you can't make this stuff up, folks. Anyways, now for our next breaking story of the day. Let's discuss the latest with Apple and Google. And can they be trusted? Well, I don't think so. Well, at least according to the ex-Coinbase CTO, Balaji, this is a systemic risk. That's right. Former Coinbase CTO expressed concerns about the potential risks posed by major tech companies in the crypto industry. He specifically highlighted Apple and Google as systemic risks, suggesting that the federal government could exploit their devices to gain access to private keys. That's right. Balaji's remarks made via Twitter on May 19th raise important questions about the intersection of technology, politics, and the future of cryptocurrencies. Balaji emphasized the increasing importance of cryptos and uh, global politics, drawing parallels to the role of social media platforms like Twitter and Facebook played in catalyzing the Arab Spring of 2010. He argued that in the coming years, the possession of sufficient Bitcoin by financially struggling governments could become a crucial political issue, quoting him here, by the end of this decade, the most important political issue in the world may be whether bankrupt governments have sufficient Bitcoin to fund their operations. And under such circumstances, Balaji speculated of the actions desperate governments might take to acquire BTC. And instead of relying on a traditional 51% attack through mining, he suggested the Fed could coerce tech giants like Apple and Google and other companies into searching for private keys on their servers, devices, and browsers. So you have been warned. This strategy would enable the government to appropriate funds acquired, serving as a financial lifeline for cash-trapped administrations. Balaji stressed that this scenario should be viewed as a cyber war rather than cyber terrorism, as it involves CEOs of companies giving lawful orders to hack their own customers. Balaji highlighted the immense scale of such attacks involving billions of iPhones, Android phones, Mac laptops, Chrome browsers, Google Docs, and Gmail accounts. Quoting him again here, exchanges built on Linux are of another possible answer, but those are, of course, custodial and possibly also vulnerable to similar attacks. So there you have it. How many of you actually trust the Fed and the government when it comes to private keys and these tech companies? All I know is this. Anyone asking for your private keys, including hardware, wallet, uh, ledger 
do not give them to you. Because if you give them to them, you're ultimately trusting your hard-earned crypto with a third party. And as we all know, third parties cannot be trusted. That's why we have Bitcoin. You don't need to depend upon a third party to self-custody your crypto. You can self-custody it yourself. That's the beauty. It's unconfiscatable. It's uncorruptible. And it makes it you know what it is at the end of the day. And I know I'm preaching to the choir. But anyways, fam, now let's discuss JP Morgan Chase's 45,000 Bitcoin price prediction. And then we'll touch upon a very uh, bullish prediction of 135,000 this year in 2023 before we dive into some live uh, Q&A. So yeah, uh, JP Morgan is bullish on Bitcoin, believe it or not. The current gold price of nearly 2,000 per ounce would imply a Bitcoin price of 45,000, according to JP Morgan analysts, as the two assets tend to move in tandem and are seen as alternatives by investors. And with the gold price rising above 2,000, the value of gold held for investment purposes outside of central banks is currently Currently valued at around $3 trillion. And in turn, this implies a $45,000 Bitcoin price action under the assumption the Bitcoin equalizes gold and private investor portfolios in risk capital adjusted terms. JP Morgan strategist led by Nicholas wrote in a note on Wednesday, JP Morgan considers the 45000 Bitcoin price as an upper limit, indicating limited potential for the asset beyond the increase driven by the doubling of mining or production costs. The upcoming Bitcoin having scheduled for April or May of 2024, roughly 11 months out, would mechanically double Bitcoin's production cost to around $40,000, according to JP Morgan. Let me know if you agree or disagree. This is because Bitcoin's production cost has historically acted as an effective lower bound, JP Morgan strategist said. Indeed, the previous halving events of 2016 and 2020 were accompanied by a bullish trajectory for the Bitcoin prices that had accelerated the post having event. Now, the Bitcoin having is an event that occurs approximately every four years, reducing the reward for mining new Bitcoin blocks by half, effectively decreasing the rate at which new Bitcoins are created in order to control inflation and maintain the scarcity of Bitcoin over time. The upcoming Bitcoin having will see the block reward half from six and a quarter Bitcoin, the three point one two five BTC. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with JP Morgan Chase. And do you feel that the realistic price of Bitcoin right now is 45,000? Holla at your boy. Now let's discuss 135,000 for the King Crypto this year. According to crypto analysts, Credible Crypto, that's right. He is expressing confidence that Bitcoin can print a new all-time high this year. Credible says to his 400 or 340,000 Twitter followers, Bitcoin hit a fresh all-time high this year based on historical precedents could hit. According to Credible, Bitcoin Bitcoin can replicate the previous impulse waves, such as the one witnessed in 2020 when Bitcoin struggled for many months to climb above a key resistance level prior to hitting new all-time highs. Quoting him here, keep hearing, how can we reach a new all-time high before the end of this year? It is impossible. Well, about where I think we are now compared to our last impulse of 2020, note that the support resistance flip and retest at 10,000 took about three months to complete. Two months later, we rallied 90% to new all-time highs. And four months after that, we hit our top for the impulse, just a total of six months after completing the support resistance flip and retest at 10,000 and over 500% higher. Don't tell me it can't be done when it's literally been done before. I'll see y'all at the new all-time highs likely sometime this year. And if you actually check out this chart, 
and blow it up. It shows you uh, a price action within the next six months of $135,000 for the King Crypto. Now, at this time, uh, it means Bitcoin would need to surge by over 150% to revisit the record high of 69000 which is was slightly at around that level, reached back in November of 2021. Now, Credible Crypto says there are uh, key differences in the price action of Bitcoin in 2023 compared to three years ago, quoting him again. A couple of things to note. Number one, we haven't yet gotten a perfect retest of the black support resistance level at 25.2. Note that in 2020, we tested 10,000 and wick below to complete the retest. This doesn't have to happen, but it's certainly possible we haven't yet put in our local low for this retest. Regardless, the downside should generally be limited from the current levels if the thesis is valid. Number two, while we know history doesn't necessarily repeat it often rhymes. Don't expect an exact time plus price correlation. The movement should just be similar. And number three, as stated in the previous updates, the ascent on impulses only gets steeper as we move into a parabolic advance, meaning the rate of ascent you are now seeing now should be the slowest rate of ascent of this entire move to an all-time high. And it is moving pretty slowly. And he continues, this is why such a rapid ascent to prior all-time highs is not just realistic, but in fact expected if we are seeing the beginnings of a major impulse here. Note with both Prior impulses of this cycle, three to fourteen, uh, uh, yeah, three to fourteen thousand and ten to sixty thousand. The bigger candles are seen, the higher we climb. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with Credible Crypto and his hundred and thirty-five thousand dollar Bitcoin price prediction. And do you realistically feel we return to all-time highs above sixty-nine thousand this year in twenty twenty-three? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.